Welcome to Two Cents FC. I'm your host, Amelia Kugo. Uh, all new, jam-packed soccer podcast. Each week, we'll be dis- discussing three topics from around the world, and I'll be giving my thoughts from a perspective of a pro, pro soccer player. Uh, some weeks, I'll be joined by other pro soccer players and soccer experts to get their perspectives as well. A little bit about myself, first-generation Nigerian-American, born and raised in California, um, had the fortune of pleasure of growing up playing for the youth national teams, ultimately led me to play at UCLA for a year, got drafted in 2010 to Philadelphia Union. It was an expansion team at the time, first round MLS, uh, six pick, spent five years there, uh, signed a new contract with Orlando, bounced around a little bit with Orlando, Kansas City, and Portland. Now I'm currently playing in the USL for Austin Bold FC. I've uh, been playing here for the last two years. Uh, so that's that's basically it about myself. We got my good friend, uh, producer, and you know, operator, the man behind the man behind the action, uh, L Johnson, uh, part of the Billions of Us team that is the owner of Two Cents and everything going on with this platform. So with that being said, let's get started. Yo, what's good, everybody? Happy to be here. All right, ready to get into it? Oh, yeah, let's get it. All right. So we got major leagues coming back. We got Liga, Premier League, Serie A, and Bundesliga. Um, so we got June 11th, La Liga comes back into action. Premier League, June 17th, Serie A, June 20th, and Bundesliga is currently in uh, playing right now. But some of the leagues, French and Dutch and Scottish leagues, have canceled the remainder of the season. Um, Liga and Mexico also canceled their Clausura. So, give me some thoughts on what you think uh, the rest of the season's going to look like. Uh, it's going to be crazy, to be honest, um, especially after a long break. Um, the, well, the one league I'm excited about outside of Bundesliga, I'm interested to see how uh, the La Liga shapes out. Obviously, Barcelona, Real Madrid are neck and neck about who's going to finish. Um, I'm actually, you know, Funny enough, you know, Liverpool, the, the year that they finally, you know, you know, break the curse, um, about to win the uh, win the premiership and everything happens. So that's kind of funny on that aspect. Like everyone's going to remember their season as like sort of an asterisk, even though before the season um, was temporarily suspended, like they were clear away the favorites. So um, that's always going to have some banter. Uh, for the you know Premier League fans and pundits around what happens on that front, Syria, uh, I mean it's going to be good to see if Juventus can hold firm. I think they're going to do it. Um, Bundesliga, um, and shout out to Bundesliga first and foremost. You know the their proactive approach was kind of like a, a staple for everyone to see, like you know how to go about you know doing things the right way, being you know health cautious for the players, and you know the the product on the field from the last two three weeks that I've seen uh, has just been amazing. So uh, hopefully you know the other leagues that you mentioned, La Liga, Premier League, Serie A, all follow suit. But you know the world's a better place when sports are around. Yeah, most definitely. Speaking of Bundesliga, um, we've had some. Of course, with the, the tragic murder of George Floyd and all the protests that, that, that have ensued since then, um, Bundesliga players have kind of, kind of make, taken their stand as well. You got Jaden Sancho, Weston McKinney, uh, Marcus Thurman, for, um, who's he, Gladback, and several others yeah. on social media um, kind of taking their stance and showing their solidarity, solidarity from across the pond. So what do you think about those? 
Uh, yeah, first and foremost, you know, rest in peace to George Floyd. And I think it's wonderful to see, you know, everyone stand up and come together to, you know, speak out on the injustices that are happening and that have happened for so long. And to see, you know, athletes, you know, at this level, um, Jaden Sancho, Weston McKinney, shout out um, American player right there. Marcus Thurman, son of son of the great Lillian Thurman, uh, for them to use their platform, you know, on the soccer pitch, um, especially what's happening currently and then what's happening, you know, you know, the German FA, you know, there's been some things that have been going on, some risks in that particular um, environment. So for them to use their platform, stand up, knowing their role models, knowing their leaders, um, you know, sacrificing, sacrificing, you know, their platform for the greater good. It just, it's, it's just really important to see. And it's really great to see, um, you know, not only them, take take initiative but others to follow suit yeah most definitely um did, did, did jay sancho get a card for that uh if he did it was totally worth it you know i think if you take your shirt off um you, you know you automatically get a card but there's so moments in time and i wish russ would be like you know um sensitive to the moment like i know iniesta got a card way back when he like took his shirt off to pay respects to a fallen teammate or a fellow uh, player and this is no different you know this is a man whether he knew him or not this is a man that everyone saw that was um, you know wrongly wrongly murdered or assassinated however you want to call it however you see it um, on video and you know for Jaden Sancho who may not have um, you know he's not American by any sense but he's you know he's African-American and I'm sure he's dealt with some uh, racial profiling throughout his career um, it's important for him to stand up. So, like, is that yellow card really necessary? Like, that's that's my that's my take on it. Yeah, most definitely. And I think this this is kind of an example of, or kind of a show for some of these other countries. Um, so, Jaden Sancho, um, you got Kylian Mbappe, people from France, London, they go through the same thing as well, but it may not be widely televised, and it may not be to the degree that it happens in America. But I think they can all kind of empathize and sympathize with us. Um, with everything that's going on up here. Exactly. And especially soccer just being the global sport. Like, you know, you shift you shift the culture in so many ways that you may see or may not see. I mean, like, even, like, just history. Like, Drogba was able to stop a war, stop a civil war through soccer. So we that's can crazy. all stand up. If we can all stand up, come together. Yeah, Drogba's a god. Like, yeah, like he snapped his fingers, things happen. And, like... Uh, people say like, oh no, we're just soccer players, we're just athletes. Like, no, you're more than that. And so for uh, Jaden Sancho, such a young player, Weston McKinney, you know, people say he's, you know, probably future captain of the U.S. Um, you know, Marcus Thurman, you know, who's lived it, he's seen his dad play, he's playing now, um, and so many others uh, for them to use their platform. Like, can't, can't speak highly enough of them, especially in this current moment. Yeah, most definitely. And to that point, FIFA is advising leagues to use common sense when it comes to discipline of players uh, participating in these tributes. So it makes sense um, that you yes. know the, punish, <laughs> the punishment should be a little bit more lenient. You know? Yeah, yeah. FIFA needs to take their own advice. I mean, <laughs> they've seen they've seen leagues and fans of different teams like do monkey chants, racist chants, uh, corruption. And whether it's like just a slap on the wrist or just like, oh, we saw it, we're gonna look into it. Like, take take some advice, take your own advice, and like, be proactive. You know, next time you see something go on, like, I'm all for you know, big point deductions. If 
you know, a team goes to uh, Europa League where like it happens because there's a lot of uh, those teams in different parts of the uh, Eastern Europe or other parts, yeah. wherever, wherever it may happen. I don't want to single out one area or one club like Italy or something like that. But wherever it happens, racist chance, deduct. Like you might be getting relegated because when you affect their team, you affect their pockets. I'm telling you, some changes that tend to happen. Yeah, most definitely. Hopefully this was the catalyst for that. So we'll start seeing some sweeping changes across, you know, FIFA and UEFA and everything over there. Um, and hopefully we get a, be able to eradicate it. Exactly. Cool. So let's jump into the next one. Um, Cruz Azul's president is allegedly linked to organized crime. So according to uh, to reporter Denise Mirker, I think I'm pronouncing her name right, um, Cooperative La Cruz Azul, Mexico's most successful and recognized cement company, owns La Maquina, and it is and its owner Guillermo Alvarez Cuevas, along with other higher ups, Jose Alfredo Alvarez and Victor Manuel Garces, um, who are being investigated by Mexican authorities for suspicion of money laundering and possible links to organized crime. So according to this reporter, the investigation has been brought to the cement executives after 1.2 billion Mexican pesos was, it, was detected moving irregularly between the countries. So you think that's like narco money moving through there or what? Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy, to be honest. Um, so that's why, you know, that's why, you know, they've been putting placements on, you know, uh, following the money. That's why everyone says follow the money and you will find your answers. Um, this is very interesting, you know, with, you know, transfer protocols and different things in terms of, you know, organizations looking into, you know, how clubs are being operated. So this is definitely interesting in the sense of um, the money being moving, moving irregularly between countries and, you know, the cement company this cement company acting as like kind of a front for high organized crime. Um, obviously there's no place for that. So for them to, um, you know, put the foot down, that, that, that's, that's great because obviously, especially when you're dealing with organized crime and higher ups, usually there's places where, you know, something, some people will get paid off. Um, some things will get left on the rug, but according to this, 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 it shows that there's, they're making some, they're bringing it to light, that's first and foremost, but they're gonna make some changes and they're actually gonna investigate it and really do some due diligence about why this is happening. Because if you you know look at Cruz Azul and you know other teams, not only in uh, not only in Mexico but a- across the world, some of these transfers are. <laughs> it's it's uh, I, I I don't want to ask the question, but I have to ask the question: Where is this money coming from? So. Um, I think it's really, I'm really interested to follow this, this, this current event uh, further, especially as the league is canceled. So um, money is being lost, you know, TV revenue is taking a hit, sponsorships taking a hit. So um, how are they staying firm if, if they're taking money from other places? Yeah, there's no financial fair play in Mexico, is there? Yeah, I'm not sure. So hopefully this is a way to implement it because um, it's not fair to the teams that are doing it by the book, you know? If they're cutting corners, and uh, you know, if you, if you're listening to the podcast, anyone in that in that in that space, we're just keeping it unbiased. We're just talking, chopping it up. So please, you know, 
keep us out of this. But this is all I got to say when it comes to, you know, uh, you know, financial fair play is for every team to have, you know, a fair chance to win and compete at a high level. Obviously, you know, if the owner has deeper pockets, then they have deeper pockets. But if they're using it, you know, to use as a front and, you know, linking it to organized crime, um, there's no place for that in sports and there's no place for that in the in, in the world, you know? Yeah, I definitely want to also preface this that it's the cement company that's being investigated. The owners just happen to own Cruz Azul. Um, so we don't know if they're moving it through the, through the team or not. Um, and it's also allegedly, so we don't want no narco smoke. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotta put that disclaimer exactly. out there. Put that disclaimer out there and frying print too, like. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, next topic. Um, MLS players reach a new labor deal to resume the tournament, to, to, to resume their season um, and do a tournament down in Orlando. Um, so Major League Soccer and its players union reached an agreement that paves the way for a summer tournament in Florida after season after the season was suspended by coronavirus pandemic, uh, the revised CBA, a six-year deal through 2025, includes across-the-board pay cuts and reduced bonuses. One of the sticking points was a clause that allows either side to opt out of the deal because of unforeseen circumstances like a pandemic. The agreement does not tie the clause to attendance, something that the league had sought originally. Um, the agreement also changes the player's share of media rights negotiated in the original CBA. The share would drop from 25% to 12.5% in 2023, but will be restored to 25% in 2024. Um, so there's been some, uh, some players have been kind of disgusted with the way that the league has kind of handled the situation. There was talk of a lockout. Um, before this agreement was reached, um, Jeff Zorinowitz of United, Atlanta United um, voiced his opinion online earlier today. Um, you can check our um, check our Instagram page for the video um, at Two Cents FC. Um, follow us as well. Um, but what do you think about that? I know I know you as a former MLS player. Um, what are your thoughts on everything that's going on up there? Yeah, yeah. Make sure you follow Two Cents FC, and uh, it's crazy. You know, when I was looking at it from the outside looking in, I was I was under the impression I was like, ah, uh, players are gonna fold. MLS players, uh, sorry, MLS owners have too much leverage. Um, but for the MLS players to stand up for themselves, especially I was in those rooms when 2014 CBA came around, and you know we had a strong unit, but. Ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, we ended up signing. You know, we got a good deal, but a lot, I know a lot of people were not happy because we didn't leverage um, the opportunity like we could have. Well, this situation, as unfortunate as it is, and no one expected for COVID to kind of take the world by storm, um, for the players to stand up for themselves, I think is really important. Um, Jeff Lorenowitz, a guy that's been in MLS from, like, started from the bottom. Like, when people say got it out the mud, He's one of those guys. So much respect to him for speaking out because he could have been, you know, a yes man in the situation. But, you know, he stuck his neck out as part of the executive board for his players, uh, for the group. And, you know, it seems like, you know, some people say uh, neither side won. And when it comes to the CBA agreement, when when both sides say they didn't win, I think that means both sides won. So, um, you know, back to Jennifer Lorenowitz, like he started in the league. Like, I just want to touch on him. And I know you're an Atlanta fan. So any any Atlanta fans, like he started in the league when he was ma like making $12,000 a year. Um, and then obviously the league has grown since then. He's been fairly compensated up to that, up to his current situation now. 
But that's just that just goes to show you how far the league is has grown in his time, and how how much potential the league has to continue to grow. So, um, in terms of the CBA, I like how they extended it to 2025. Um, very important that they got it to 2025 World Cup coming to the United States in 2026. So, from the players' perspective, understanding that um, that's a great that's a great. Uh, piece that they made like now we're coming into 2026 we know you guys are going to expect a lot of things to happen um, because the world cup's coming to the united states so this is where we may even you know get more uh, bargaining rights get more leverage for the players get more rights all that so i'm really i'm really happy they got that extension for it to fall to the year before the world cup comes to the united states um, some other things i'm excited about is that either side can opt out of the deal due to unforeseen circumstances. Um, before, it was a situation where, you know, one side had all the leverage, where now it's more of an even playing field. And I just think now, you know, with salaries getting, you know, a little bit larger, players aren't as pressed to, you know, sign a deal. You know, before it's like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I have to take care of my family, I have to do this. Now it's like, no, I'm good. Uh, like, if you guys want to do that, I'll, I'll find another way. I, I've saved enough. So uh, just the mindset shift um, is really important. I'm really interested to, you know, see the see, – I'm really interested to see the, the the parameters around, like, the healthcare. you know, because I know some players were adamant about making sure that's taken care of, you know, wives – uh, wives and families, you know, some wives are pregnant. So some players have voiced their opinions about not having, not wanting to travel to Orlando. Um, but I think, I think if they signed it, that means everything's cleared on that front. Uh, so now if you get back to, you know, get back to the playing, I mean, most importantly, it, it's, it's really important that, you know, the players are healthy, the staff is healthy, everyone involved, the workers on site are healthy. Um, but if that's taken care of, I'm excited to see the product on the field. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see who does well. Yeah, most definitely. I'm happy to see that happen. I'm, I'm ready for Endless to get back. I'm ready for my Atlanta United to get back on the field. Um, <laughs> Jose Martinez, but, I mean, he might, he might make a little surprise comeback. He has six months to run. Right. Hey, El Rey, they, they knew what they was doing after the world had to stop <laughs> when he got injured. So he can catch up, get healthy, get back on the field. And he's in Orlando. Like, apparently that's like, that's like his second home, the way he scores out there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those are our sons out there, so it's, it's good. <laughs> um, so in an alternate universe, say that they weren't able to reach this deal and the lockout happened, what type of effect what, do you think this would have had on the league and on the players as well? Oh, it, it would have been it would have been real tough. It would have been tough to recover from. You know, a lot of you know, I feel like people only see like one side to the you know to the coin. Whereas, you know, as much as the owners, you know, you know, they have deep pockets, um, you know, some of their money's tied up, you know, it might be liquid, it might be illiquid. So people don't see that as, you know, they only see one side. And then the players, it's like some of them have leverage. They, they can go back to, you know, their home countries and play. Some of them don't. Some of them would have to stop playing. So um, people don't understand, like, how big this this deal was in actually going through because um, there was serious rumors of potential lockout and I you know I still have a lot of friends that are still playing or still involved in you know Major League Soccer um, and just to hear them talk about it 
I'm not a whistleblower, but just to hear them talk about it, uh, yeah, it was really concerning. Like there was definitely potential, um, you know, walkout situations or strike situations that um, were going to happen. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, soccer, just like all sports is a business. Um, and uh, I read, I read somewhere like Alexi Lawless made a great point. Like MLS is competing, is trying to be like a world league. Bundesliga is coming back. Serie A is coming back. Premier League is coming back. La Liga is coming back. So if Major League Soccer, who wants to compete with these leagues, didn't come back, what does it look like? Whereas NBA, obviously they're coming back, but it's not like they're competing with, you know, um, you know the Spanish League to kind of overtake them or, you know, the Chinese Basketball League to overtake them. So um, for this to happen, it shows that, you know, MLS is willing to make it work with their players and willing to find a way to, you know, stay, stay, stay on the heels of, you know, the big, the bigger leagues in the world. Yeah, most definitely. I'm happy the players held it down. They stayed 10 toes and, you know, they got what they needed, but it came to good agreement. So, exactly. always a plus. That's, that's, that's important moving forward, like staying 10 toes, like understanding, like you have the leverage, you have the power. And I'm just excited to see that from the outside looking in. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a big change from when they last did that CBA. All right, so check it out. So we have a segment here that we're calling No Card, Yellow Card, Red Card. It's like kind this. of a rapid-fire like segment um, where we get your opinion on minor topics that are worth noting uh, that maybe didn't make a major topic. So let me get right into it. No Card, Yellow Card, Red Card. The fake crowd noise during Bundesliga broadcasts. Yeah, we're going to have to give that a yellow card. I mean, as much as I don't really like it I understand what they're trying to do um yeah I'm gonna give that a yellow card to be honest uh, I, I imagine like it's like playing like FIFA and you have like the sound on like commentators and then like the crowd but this is real life so it's like there's no one in the stadium and you're hearing noise it's like weird but I get what yeah, they're trying to do yeah, most definitely. I'm gonna be honest it actually helped me to watch the game better um Previously, when it was just quiet, it sounded like a training, so it was a little boring. But when it had like the kind, that kind of monotone crowd noise in the background, it felt a little bit, a little bit more normal to me. So, okay, it kind of, it kind of, it up the entertainment value to me a little bit more. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, but do they really like? So, like, you know, when someone like makes a meg or like makes a good tackle or something like that, like when you know, like there's momentum in a game and a crowd, but depending on if it's home or away, they kind of shift that, you know, that that moment. It does, you just you just don't get that with that fake crowd noise. But I understand what they're trying to do, and I understand it keeps people engaged. So, yeah, I don't know if they have the I same think. sound engineer for every game um, that they use the crowd noise. But some of them, there was that kind of crescendo and uh, shifting of the crowd noise. They, I don't, I don't know, whoever did it is like a genius because they were able to find those pieces and inject them right at the right time. They had to be locked in to do that, but. Um, some games yeah. did have some of that. So, like, if a, if a keeper was taking too long, you could hear boos and whistles and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so, whoever who was running, whoever was running that game, they yeah, keep him. They did a good job. Her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, cool. So, no card, yellow card, red card. Man United signs Jaden Sancho in the next transfer window. Oh, uh, let me give that. Uh, I'm gonna give that yellow card. I think there's better teams that he could sign for. 
Um, I like the fact that he's coming home and kind of sticking a, like a fork to Man City because they did him wrong. Um, they didn't, you know, appreciate his talents. He had to go away from home just to come back home. Obviously, for Man United, it's a good signing. Get the young English contingent there. You know, you got Rashford. You got if they get Sancho. Uh, you got you got a couple other players uh, like Harry Maguire. Get get you know get that talent to come home, and they obviously need some help um, getting back into the you know Champions League. But for me, yeah, I think there's other teams that he can go to. Like, I think there's other teams that he can go to. I mean, Newcastle's supposed to get, like, a bag from their new owner, so they can start a new yeah, project they got, there. They got new Middle Eastern owners, right? They got oil money exactly. over there now. Yeah, they got oil money, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's different money over there. Uh, he can go to, I, like, I would love to see him in, like, uh, La Liga. I don't know where, um, but I think he would, you know, he would do well in La Liga. Um, I'm glad he's just not going from the Dortmund to Byron route, like, uh, like Byron always steals Dortmund players, but uh, I, uh, okay, Man United, yeah, I'm gonna get that a yellow card. I like it, but I don't at the same time. I mean, as an Arsenal fan, I actually mm, thought he was gonna pick Arsenal. I th- I heard, I'm hearing Arsenal's in advanced talks, but you know, there's all we're always linked to everybody, so yeah, and y'all always fumble the bag <laughs> anyway, so hey. y'all always fumble the bag, so hey, it's a labor of love following Arsenal. Yeah. All right, I'm surprised. So, I'm surprised Liverpool didn't make like a stronger push. I'm hearing they didn't have the money. Yeah, you got to sell his tag like 112 million, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a you got a large tag. Yeah, does, does Man United have that money? Yeah, they got they got billionaire money, and they've been saving money because um, they, they haven't been making uh been making the proper moves. So yeah, I think I think they might have to over leverage. So they'll probably have to sell off some players as well. Maybe do like a a, a, a sign and trade with one of their players. Yeah, so I was hearing for Arsenal, Mkhitaryan um, going back to Dortmund, um, and some Ooh. some other stuff thrown in there. Some but, other stuff. <laughs> Mickey's trying to stay at Roma though. Oh really? He's on loan. He's on loan with Roma right now. He's trying to stay there and trying to get a permanent move there. But you know, we may use him at the chip. But I, I don't know if it's gonna get it over the table. Like. Ain't no way in hell we can afford 112 million. Um, you yeah, see how we do in the window. Yeah, especially <laughs> now, especially now with everything like the effects of COVID, and yeah, it's gonna be real interesting. Uh, if, yeah, if I if I was the bet, I think Man United's gonna have gonna get that gonna get that over the hump. All right, but all right, last one. No card, yellow card, red card. Timo Werner to Chelsea. No car. We need that. We need an assassin in, to- uh, in front. I'm a Chelsea fan. <laughs> if you didn't notice by my excitement, no car. Uh, Timo Werner, probably the best striker from Germany to come since uh, uh, obviously Mueller, but he's like that. He's like a half striker. So yeah, probably best striker since Close uh, or Mario Gomez. Uh, yeah, we. I'm excited for that. Obviously, uh, you know Tammy, Tammy Abraham has done a great job, but you need that. You need. You need another forward to have that competition. Um, whether Chelsea wants to put two up top, um, you know, Timo Werner, he could play a little bit inverted. Yeah, that's a that's we need that signing. You know, we got the young we got the young contingent now. So you can tell my excitement. This is no part. This is play on advantage. Like Timo Werner, if we make that happen, Chelsea's back in Champions League top two, competing. Yeah, I'm worried about that one. Yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> you see that you, our front four right now? Oh, 
Yeah. You got Pulisic. Who else you got up here? Uh, Pulisic. Uh, we got the young boy. Uh, okay. Hakeem Zayed. Yeah, I got uh, Ajax boy coming like yes. with with Werner or Tammy Abraham. It's trouble. Conte closing the fort down. Our strong center backs, young the young Canadian English boy. We got the uh, Zoom uh, Zoomy even doing doing all right. Yeah, I like I like our squad. I would get rid of the goalie though. Our goalie, I, I, I'm not rating him. Um, but other than that, I think I think Chelsea's Chelsea's built for the long run. Yeah, I can't front y'all looking dangerous. <laughs> can't we can front. give you guys we can we can loan you guys some players if y'all need some some young boys. <laughs> nah, we'll just take your retirees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, cool. Yeah. So that's it for the topics. Um anything else? No, nah, I mean um, that's it for the topics. Make sure you uh, follow us on all socials two cent, at Two Cents FC. Um, uh, 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 how can I say? A production of the Two Cents Sports Show. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review to help us get discovered. Uh, you know, we just keep it real. Tweet us your comments on the show, any topics you want me or L to discuss. Uh, soccer is back, so there's lots to talk about. Um, I feel like we, we brought this at the right time. You know, I, th- I feel like we brought this at the right time. You know, it's going to be a good year. Um, obviously, with everything that's going on, we've got to obviously make light of that. Um, but from a soccer perspective, from a sports perspective, um, yeah, we just try to keep it real. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thank you, L, for having me on as host for this. Uh, this is this amazing platform. So um, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to where we can take this. Two Cent Sports is growing as a brand. Happy to bring soccer in. Like, it's one of my, my passions. I've never played, but I have a love for the game. So, happy to bring it in and be able to talk shit with you. And, you know? Respect. So, like, okay, you say that. I know uh, we're supposed to close, but I just have to ask. So, you never played, but you have a love for the game. And obviously, in Atlanta, y'all do it. You know, y'all do it real big over there. So, what for you, like, there was that aha moment? Like, yo. I could get behind soccer. I mean, I never played. People say it's boring. They don't score enough. But, like, for you, like, what was it about soccer that was like, you know what, I'm rocking? Uh, So my soccer journey is kind of weird. It's like when Premier League originally came, start showing games over here, um, you know, everybody kind of chose up and had to pick a team. Um, (laughs) And so as a Jay-Z fan, he's an Arsenal fan and kind of, on the side, kind of watching MLS a little bit here and there and just seeing like Thierry Henry killing it. Like those Respect. two things kind of drove me to Arsenal. And plus I like Respect. the name, I think the name is dope. It's a dope ass name, 14. Um, so that kind of, that kind of helped me get into it. Watching Premier League, when Premier League came here, I kind of got into it. Then started. Then I started playing FIFA and started learning the rules, understanding the game, understanding like the technicality around it. Um, and Bro, I really kind of fell in FIFA love. Is- FIFA has done more for the soccer culture in America than anything else. It's, it's just amazing. That game, that, that game has done so much. Yeah, that really kind of helped solidify it for me. And then once we got a local team, lights out. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, respect. Every time I see games. you on my like, Instagram story, it's like Atlanta game. And you get good seats too, man. Shoot. Hey, I mean, they're not that expensive, but sometimes I'll be coming up, so. <laughs> it, it, yeah, well-respected, well-connected. Well-connected, well-respected, however it goes.
Yeah, yeah but that's it. Uh, yep. At Two Cents FC. Sorry to cut you off, L. Uh, I know that. Tune in. Tune in next week. We'll be here. Yeah. Every Friday. Yeah, peace. Thank you.